For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Topic Thunder, episode 19 of our weekly podcast. Uh, you can find us on Dash Radio, Nothing But Net station at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern time, as well as on all podcast platforms. My name is Matt Tierney, also known as Noel at Prime Netherlands, and I'm here today with three very special guests from our uh, Topic Thunder team, our unit. First up, I have with me, Maddie Moles. How are you doing, Maddie? Man, I'm good. Uh, it's not quite as dark uh, in Thunderland today, um, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to get this uh, this weekly rolling. Heck yeah! I also have with me uh, Alex Roig, aka Ron Mexico, as he has uh, <laughs> placed his name here in our uh, new recording uh, software. <laughs> Uh, so Alex, how are you doing? Uh, a lot like Maddie just said, it, it could have been a lot worse, uh, but I'm feeling a little bit better right now. The sun is shining a little bit brighter tonight. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And finally, I have with me the biggest Steve Adams fan in the world. It's Stephen Dolan. Steve, how are you doing? I, is that true? Am I the biggest one? I'm officially calling it right now. All right. I'll, I on mean, Twitter, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm on proud, Twitter, I'll yeah, I think you are. Take it. He, I think uh, you well, are. He, he deserves my fanhood. So. <laughs> you were just talking about how tall you are before the podcast started. So <laughs> maybe literally the biggest now. Right? <laughs> he threw in the three quarters inch just to really dig it in. So that was nice of him. Uh, uh, man, like I said, most people would just round up to the next inch, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim that that next inch. So You're nice. proud of every inch you have, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, so tonight we had finally, after long, a long, long wait, a win against the Grizzlies. And we're going to include our little recap today in our weekly. Uh, so without further ado, let us jump in to the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. <laughs> All right, so um, 
like I said, this was a fantastic game. Uh, I don't have the stats up with me right now, so hopefully one of you guys <laughs> has those. Uh, Alex, uh, take it away, man. Uh, yeah, so, um, so kind of coming into this game, uh, the Thunder were riding, not necessarily riding happily, a, uh, a four-game losing streak. Um, and so this one, when you looked at it on the on the calendar, when you looked at it, you know, coming up, you said, okay, this should be a victory, regardless of whether Paul George was playing or not. Um, and we got down by 13, and it was not very good. Um, but eventually, fourth quarter came around. We started picking up the pace, and we actually – uh, we actually ended up winning uh, there at the, at the end. Um, but as far as far as the the box score, uh, so for Oklahoma City, uh, Russell Westbrook had 22 points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals. Um, Stephen Adams probably um, probably we went to him a little bit too much there, thinking that he was a great offensive option. Uh, mm-hmm. But regardless of that, he was he had 13 points, 22 assists, uh, two steals. Uh, Jeremy Grant had 13. Yeah. Did you say 22 uh, assists? No, 22 <laughs> rebounds. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was looking at the assist column just for a second there, and it kind of <laughs> threw me off. I was yeah, like, Jeremy amazing. Grant. <laughs> like I, I, I think that would have been a big – right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant had 13 points, seven rebounds. Um, you know, Schroeder started in place of, of George. He had 17 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, which – that, that looks like a, a Westbrook stat line. Yeah. Um, Abdul Nader, he had himself 15 points and two rebounds, one assist, two steals. I mean, that was he was probably the biggest difference maker out there in the first half. I know he had about eight to ten points in the first quarter. Kind of kept us in, you know, in that half at least close enough. Um, but it, it, I mean, it was it was just one of those games where it, it wasn't very pretty. And we got very mad during most of the game because of how we were playing. And yet somehow we still came out at the end and we still won. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nader was leading all players at halftime with uh, points. He had 10 points at the half and nobody else had more than that. So that's what you expect from the MVP, uh, Abdul Nader, every <laughs> single night. So, yes. so, you know, can't say much else about that guy. Yeah, and in this game, too, you were talking about those 22 rebounds that Steven Adams had. 22 the, assists. Or, yes, 22 assists. <laughs> right, excuse me, how could I ever? Um, the Thunder only shot 35% from the field today, yes. but they they got 17 offensive rebounds compared to just four uh, offensive rebounds for the Grizzlies. And, and so second chance points was really where the Thunder were able to stay competitive even though they weren't efficient in the scoring department. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Thunder shot 35% from the field today. <laughs> like, I just want to... <laughs> I feel like we just so, kind so, of breezed so, past that. And that so if we're not, if we're, terrible. If we're, it's so bad. <laughs> if we're not, not going to round numbers, if we're going to be completely honest, it was 35.5. All right, we'll round up to 36, which is... <laughs> I don't, it feels much better than 35 feels exactly. worse somehow I don't, <laughs> it was so bad oh my god it's pretty Jeez. bad Ugh. but i mean so 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 kind of like kind of like on maddie's point about the rebounds um that's basically where the game was actually won um because memphis shot just 79 times compared to r93 
Um, so, yeah, we shot much worse, uh, but because we were able to shoot, what's well, 14 more, um, 14 more times, mm-hmm. we were able to make enough of those 14 to actually come out victorious at the end. Yeah, and I'm kind of actually planning that for uh, the subject of the next article I write. Um, how do, How does this team do? when they have more shot attempts than the other team versus how they do when they have fewer shot attempts. And my hypothesis is that we lose every game mm. when we have fewer shot attempts. <laughs> I would think so. It just that's, seems like the that's math seems to add have. up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, but not for every team, right? Yeah, that's true. And, but for this team in particular, like we got to get more shots than the other team or we're losing that game. That's what it feels like. So we'll see how that, how that works out and speaking of more shots than the other team something else that's interesting is we had 33 free throw attempts tonight compared to just 19 for memphis wow Mm -hmm. memphis hit 18 of those which for you scorekeepers at home that's 94.7 percent uh shooting behind the free throw line for them compared to just 24 makes for us which was 72.7 so really we could have or should have uh had much more of a cushion with how many more free throw attempts we got than Memphis did. But in Thunder fashion, we are also not efficient at the free throw line. So there you go. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, it's sort of just like a shotgun effect, you know, just like shoot a bunch of threes and shoot a bunch of shots, shoot a bunch of free throws and enough of them will go in sometimes to win the game and it worked this time. So, you know, just keep that going, I guess. So with that, um, we're just going to hop right into our player of the game. Uh, and without further ado, here is the winner of our prestigious award. The winner tonight is none other than, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, <laughs> Abdul Nader. Nader. Right? Is that right? Yes. Hey, hey, I I famously support the Nader pronunciation. Nader. I knew there was a way that I was messing up. I just couldn't quite remember. So no, I'm, Abdul a, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it, but on TV and in the in the public eye, it's Nader. Okay. Well, thank, so, thank goodness it wasn't Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. Or, or what was the other one? Schroeder. Uh, who's, who's the other one? Yeah, what? Schroeder. But who's the other guy you struggle with? I forget. Mark uh, or Keith Robert. Maurice. No, Roberson. Yeah, there we go. Roberson, yes. Roberson, (laughs) that guy. Love him. Anyway, Abdul Nader had 15 points. He wasn't the most offensively prolific one out there. Russell Westbrook had more with 22. Also had a couple rebounds and assists. But, you know, it kind of felt like he was the one carrying this team in the first half. And you don't get many opportunities to uh, have the MVP as the player of the game, uh, Abdul Nader. So congratulations to our player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I, I get a know. bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. All right. So moving on to our next segment portion of the podcast, uh, we have a new segment we're going to introduce today. I, I'm sure we've done it in the past, but I can't remember last time we did it. We Place all wiped, we haven't we had all, to do we it. We all wiped it from our memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last time this happened, uh, yeah, not great. Um, without further ado, 
Next segment we're gonna do is I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs. All right, so uh, can't feel my legs. Uh, Paul George's legs are fine, actually, so this segment doesn't quite fit. Um, but his arm, <laughs> he can't feel his arm. I can't uh, feel my shoulder. I can't feel my no right shoulder. Dude, that was really good. Alex, was that you? That was really good. That, that was me, yeah. Was wow, great. Great. I'm, I'm a voice actor. actor. should go into Hollywood. <laughs> but yeah, what, uh, what are our thoughts, boys, on this uh, recent injury that uh, Paul George has sustained all of a sudden? So I I didn't really so it it still hasn't really come out when it happened whether it happened yeah. in the Denver game because um, usually you know usually whenever you have those those weird injuries that happen that don't, aren't noticeable um, right at the time usually people go back and kind of watch the game and see where maybe he grimaced or where maybe he bumped into somebody and nobody has done that and you know nobody can really find where he got hurt um, so I'm just wondering whether this is a kind of like a, a a usage thing where maybe the shoulder was hurting him heading into the all-star break and during the all-star break and he came back from the all-star break and it, and it didn't really kind of subside. And so he kind of said, Hey, this is, you know, this is something I need to take care of now before playoff time. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it may have been that big dunk against Denver in the, at the very beginning of the game. Hmm. I don't know. Like he, he, it was a very hard dunk. Replaying it in my mind, it seemed like he kind of landed and just like hesitated for a moment before flexing at the bench. And and you know maybe this is all just paranoia for me, but that that's how I kind of felt about it. Um, finding out that he had right shoulder soreness, he dunked it with his right arm, <laughs> very Ooh. hard. You know, interesting. Like, I, I feel like mm. that was the moment. Um, you know, I let let's hope. It's not anything too serious, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been out three games. So, like, the first game you get, if he's if his shoulder's sore, fine. Sit out that first game. But And then the Spurs game, you would think maybe, you know, play with a shore shoulder. Shore. Sore shoulder. Sore shoulder. Sore shoulder. Sore shoulder. It's kind of hard to say. <laughs> Sally sells she shells by his T-shore. Yeah, with her, yeah. With her shore shoulder. Shore shoulder. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he he could have come back for that game if it was kind of bad, but I totally understand him sitting out this Grizzly game, right? Like, I don't feel like sitting out this game adds any more to his absence than if this game hadn't happened. Because if he's experiencing any discomfort at all, yeah, sit out this Grizzlies game. You know? Right, right. Yeah, and I think what was most concerning to me was – yeah, okay, Spurs game, he's out again. Like, all right, I can I'm a little worried, but not like freaking out. I think what really bothered me was when after the uh Spurs game, like immediately after Billy Donovan was like, Yeah, we're he's probably not gonna be back tomorrow. And I was like, How do you already know? Like, is it that serious that they know a day in advance that he's 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 out? That just kinda it worries me a, a little bit. And you, usually, when they have these types of injuries, um, if it's something that's not not as serious as you know as we would think, they usually say, "Look, if this was a playoff game, he would be playing." Mm-hmm. And I, re- I haven't really heard that yet, which is kind of weird. You know, you usually hear that whenever it's 
these types of management type injuries, load man- management type injuries. Um, and so I haven't heard that. So I'm, I'm hoping it's not anything worse than, than what it sounds like, shoulder so- soreness. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. And, I mean, we may never really know um, what's going on there fully fully in detail. But, uh, yeah, he's hurt, and we don't really have too many more details on it um, for further notice. But we hope he's better by our next game, which is Tuesday. So maybe the extra extra day off right, coming off of a back-to-back will, will help him. Um, so yeah, moving on to our, uh, just general themes of the week. This was kind of a sad, sad week all, all over. I think all of us can agree the losses to Denver and to Philly, which hadn't happened in a decade. And then to the Spurs <laughs> last night, which was so bad. Um, it was just, it just hasn't felt great. And, uh, I mean, it, it's hard to see what the common themes are this week, but Alex, maybe you can help us out there. So, so one of the common themes that I, I, I really kind of looked at, just watching these games, I'm not necessarily just picking apart stats and picking apart, you know, analytics and things like that, just watching the games. Um, and you can kind of tell that this team is struggling to, number one, get into the paint. Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, they're both struggling to get into the paint and be effective when they're there. Once they get there, that entire defense collapses on them. I'm talking about all five guys. And, yeah, you may have people on the outside that are open, uh, but we're not making them pay at all. So the Terrence Ferguson from a month ago that was basically hitting everything from the corners and any everything anywhere um, past the three-point line is not there anymore. Um, Jeremy Grant's finding it a little bit harder to – to get that corner three-point shot off. Um, Markeith, he's had flashes of being real good in this system, and then he's had other times where he kind of looks like he just kind of jumbles in the paint a little bit and, and doesn't really know where to go, which is expected because he's only about three or four games in. Um, but but um, this, you know, the Paul George injury kind of comes at a, at a real bad time um, as far as getting all these different pieces together, as far as getting everybody in the flow. And honestly, the All-Star break probably is the worst thing that happened to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were rolling heading into the All-Star break, and we came back from it, and we've been kind of off. Um, so the momentum that we had going into it completely dissipated. Then we had the Paul George, Paul George injury added to this. And so it's it's kind of a we're, – we're kind of learning how to – be a team again without Paul George, kind of like it was right when, whenever uh, Kevin Durant left us, um, and, and I don't think this, I don't, I don't think Russell Westbrook is there like he was two years ago. I think he's a little bit older. I think he, you know, has maybe changed his game to the point where, you know, to to switch back into MVP rest mode, it's going to take a little bit longer than just a three game sample size. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, th- those are the things that I'm, I'm kind of seeing. We can't, we can't hit jumpers. And we can't get into the paint, which are the staples of our offense. And then defensively, you know, we don't have that other great defensive player out there, especially on the perimeter. And so we're getting beat in the perimeter. Steven Adams having to do a little bit more work. No- Noel's having to do a little bit more work on the on the inside as far as protecting the paint. And we're not getting steals. We're not getting deflections like we used to. And that's kind of cutting off our transition game. And so... These are just a couple of the things that I've noticed over this 
you know, the last four out of five games in which this game probably should have been a loss also. Yeah, it very easily could have been. And, uh, you know, um, adding on to common themes of this week, Steven Adams hasn't been very good this week. He he just mm-hmm. hasn't. Um, uh, uh, you know, he put a 22 rebounds tonight. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty good. And he had, he yeah. had Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas on the other side of the ball. Um, who is is has been one of his foils in the past. So good job on him to kind of take him to work on the boards. But yeah, Paul George being out has really hurt the team. Um, it's not great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, and I'm stealing this from you, Matt. I, I'm just gonna steal it. Wow. Does this? help his MVP candidacy. Mm, interesting see idea. How, see yeah. how valuable he is huh. to us. You might say he's the most valuable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One might say. But yeah, I agree. I mean, like, it doesn't hurt his case because it's like he's not there. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, the Rockets beat the Warriors without Harden. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Most valuable player, you say? Interesting. That ain't happening without PG. Nope, it's not. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt his case for MVP. So, I mean, what can you say there? The other thing I was just going to say, Stephen, is like, I don't know about you, but the Spurs game, whenever Aldridge and Adams were matched up, yeah, felt like Aldridge was just getting his way. And then yeah. Keith Morris and New Orleans Noel came in, and it was like, I saw at least one play with with Keith where it was like he tried to do his little post up mid range and he couldn't get it off and he just passed back out yeah. and had to reset mm-hmm. the play. So like things like that are like part of the fuel to the fire of like the Steven Adams hate that we're seeing right now. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's yeah, it's tough. Cause he also is such a good rebounder that you can't really, you know, take that away. Yeah, I I yeah. I I get that. And look, LaMarcus Aldridge is going to give Steven Adams problems. There's there's no doubt about that, yeah. right? Like yeah. even when we had Kendrick Perkins who even when he was terrible was still one of the best post defenders in the league, like people just didn't back him down. That's actually kind of the type of player that LaMarcus Aldridge thrives against, you know, like yeah, a person who just holds their ground and is like, you are not going to back me down LMA, you know, like he doesn't have to, he just, he just hits a, just bumps a shoulder into them and hits a fadeaway. And that's actually his entire game. The people who give him problems are like Serge Ibaka. We we tended to guard him with Serge Ibaka, even mm-hmm. when we had Perkins on the court. So, I don't blame Adams one bit for not being able to keep Aldridge from scoring. Basically, nobody can if he's making that shoulder fadeaway. You know, yeah, like it's a yeah, it's, it's an unstoppable shot. Uh, yeah. And actually, I think Jeremy Grant did a pretty good job on him. Mm-hmm. given the size mismatch because he's not trying to back you down and hit a spin move and dunk it. 
he's trying to he's trying to make you take a step backwards and then hit a fadeaway. Right. So I'm I'm fine with all that. And then as far as uh, Markeith Morris, he is not somebody that we should just be giving the ball and selling to go score unless he gets a mismatch. That's when we use that. Mm-hmm. He gets a sm- yeah, when a guard if, switches up on him. Yes, absolutely. If he gets a smaller player on him, give Morris the ball and tell him to go get a bucket. Um, and you know, there's clips of him just absolutely abusing like Kyle Lowry in the post, uh, who is actually a stout post defender for a guard. You know, like that. That's mm-hmm. the kind of guy that we need to abuse um if if he's on Marquise Morris but just depending on him for offense um power forward to power forward is not the way to go yeah and and so another another thing that i noticed is uh Steven Adams is not a focal offensive player yeah and i saw too many times where they were just you know giving him the ball in the post and just kind of asking him to go ahead and just back his guy down and he's not that player. This is where his unselfishness is actually a detriment um, to his, I think, to his full capability of being the player that he could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he could be somebody that's, I wouldn't necessarily say dominant on the offensive end, but because of his strength and because of his post moves, he should be able to to go to that a little bit more. And I think that his unselfish nature and the way that he's kind of gone about his career where basically he said, I'll do whatever you need me to do, and he's been surrounded by Kevin Durant, Paul George, Russell Westbrook um, throughout his entire career, he hasn't really needed to be that focal point. And so in these last couple games, whenever we've asked him to kind of be like, hey, we're going to throw the ball in the post, you know, do what you got to do, either pass out, you know, whenever you get double teamed or score a bucket – he hasn't been able to do it consistently, and that's where a lot of our struggles have kind of been, uh, especially with scoring in the paint. And so, yeah, especially with Steven Adams, right? We start a lot of games early on trying to get him involved and then kind of work our offense out from the paint. When he's not super efficient early on, we, we kind of stumble, and then you see us force a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we've tended to have to wait until we get a spark, right? Like uh, – like Dennis coming off the bench and, and giving us, you know, a 10 point barrage in like a, a seven or eight minute span, something along those lines. What I think a lot of people wanted to see out of Steven Adams since Paul George has been out is to see what type of uh, elevation he would have on the offensive end. He's got a, a moniker for being a very good defender, being a dirty guy, a do the dirty work type of guy. Um, and, and a great teammate's going to do everything that you need him to do. I think a lot of people wanted to see, okay, is he going to start getting 20 points consistently when he's more of a focal point on offense? And when I'm I'm talking about people, I mean the typical fan that just checks the box scores and doesn't actually watch the games. We all pushed for him to be a, an all-star representative for the Thunder, right? We've been yep. clamoring to have that third all-star for the Thunder. I was, and especially I was pretty Adam. vocal about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have said a few things on Twitter every day. <laughs> a few. Um, a few. <laughs> and and really, at times of late, that case has been hurt with the offensive production that we've seen out of Adams. 
And then the matchups on the other end, some of those guys that just tend to give him trouble expanding him out, you know, to the perimeter or uh, just shooting those, those tough jumpers that you can't quite defend as well. When Adams is so, so worried about covering everybody else's faults on defense and mm-hmm. making sure everybody else is lined up. And then he's having to go against guys that just know how to get buckets on the other end. So it's been very difficult for him. Right. Well, can I also, can, I, can their... I jump in for a second? Because I don't think that the centers who know how to get buckets are the problem. It's, it's whenever we face guards who know how to get buckets that are the problem. Yeah. And then whatever center yeah. happens to be available for dump off passes gets buckets. <laughs> that that's very true. Um, but since Paul George has been out, it's just been more work that yes. Steven Adams has had to exert on both ends of the floor. And so he's not quite as efficient offensively. And we've had some lapses in defense to be expected with Paul George, a prim, uh, premier perimeter defender, the perhaps premier perimeter defender which i can't say three times fast uh in the league um being out right he's he's an mvp candidate for a reason but uh, i just i was hoping and expecting to see more out of steven adams in this last week and we just didn't get quite the opportunity i think to see all that he could do yeah so um going back to what you were saying about Steven Adams is an all-star. Uh, I just have one thing to say about that. Puppy breaks key. <laughs> uh, and moving on to to what I was also going to say. Uh, so you also mentioned Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yay! I'm, I'm going to keep saying it the wrong way just because uh, it makes people mad and that makes me laugh. Hey, so. like that puppy breaks kid. Pumpy breaks key. <laughs> hey, people that are getting mad at me for saying Roberson and Schroeder. Pumpy breaks key. That's what I have to say about that. Press the gas, uh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what I was going to say is like, so first of all, I don't know. This happened multiple times um, in the last two games, but Billy Donovan has been playing Westbrook, Felton, and Schroeder at the same time. Mm-hmm. Schroeder. <laughs> and Schroeder at the same time. And to me, that was just like, I think Dylan also said this in the recap yesterday, but it felt like it was just a punt by Billy on the defensive end. Like, why would you ever put those three on the floor at the same time? Because one of them has to guard the three. And it's like, who, which one of those guys can handle a, a three guard or a three guy at any point, you know? So I thought that was one weird thing. And then just also in general, Schroeder's like Schroeder. poor performance. Schroeder's poor performance on the offensive end has been mm-hmm. like very prominent since the All Star break. Maybe that's just like his dad life is getting in the way, which I can kind of expect. He just had a kid. It's kind of important. So I don't know. It's it's been a bit of a com- a confusing process altogether. No, he's definitely I mean, been very bad for a while mm-hmm. on offense. And I mean, can can we kind of you know it's unpopular to say this, um, especially on any anything Thunder related, but Westbrook has not been very good lately. Yeah, he had that string of you know forty point games where it was like you know yes, 
you know, MVP Russell's back. And whenever we've needed him to step up the most, he hasn't really done a very good job of number one being efficient, which is never his game. You know, don't don't get don't confuse Steph Curry efficiency with Russell Westbrook efficiency. They're two different things, mm-hmm. um, and they affect the they affect the the flow of the game differently. And what I mean by Westbrook is, again, don't know if he's a little bit banged up. Don't know if he's getting older. Don't know if that is athleticism is going down a little bit. But he hasn't been able to get into the paint as efficiently as he has been in years past. Um, and so that is affecting, number one, Steven Adams. When was the last time you saw a monster Steven Adams alley-oop from Westbrook? Yeah, it's been a while. while. It's been a while, yeah. It's been yeah, exactly. It's been a while. And I don't know if you know, I don't know if that's defenses that aren't necessarily scared of, you know, him passing the ball out, so they just kind of stay in the paint. And so, you know, the scouting reports and the you know, and and everything says to just stay in the paint. Don't switch off. Um, but he hasn't been very efficient there. He's you know, he's had a couple layups, um, attempts that have missed terribly and he yeah. you know he always he always points to oh i got fouled or you know he clutches his face or clutches whatever um but he just has not been very good lately on the offensive end and it's also you know it's almost been a a season long thing you know so it's almost it's it's a little bit scary to wonder whether this is the westbrook that we're getting for the rest of this contract and i know this is a completely different subject and this is something that we you know we're going into the weeds with this and i don't want to take it there um, but it's a little bit scary heading into, you know, the second year of this five-year contract extension is going to be paying him forty-something million in a couple seasons. It's it's a little bit scary for Thunder Nation to to kind of go down that path if he's not being as efficient as he used to be. I mean, I mean personally, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like like I I agree that <laughs> it's, not, it's like it's not your I agree it's worrying for this season and for next season and whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm if it if it goes if it all goes uh terribly wrong for the last three years of that contract i still fully support paying it <laughs> yeah. yeah i do too Don't yeah, yeah, wrong. yeah. <laughs> so yeah no yeah, I, think- I get where you're coming from i get where you're coming from yeah and it is concerning um at this point it kind of looks like the the few excellent games from him are the outlier not not like the the mm. peak of a the peak of a mountain we were climbing up it looks like those might have just been um outliers but let's hold off until paul george gets back and we can see if maybe those games are just peak russell westbrook with another superstar rather than mm-hmm. rather than that these games are his reality because he should have Paul George alongside him. It's just, it's just losing makes you think dark thoughts. Yeah, yeah it does. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that, yeah, Russ has had a couple of rough stretches along the course of the season, but right. Like he should have that other all-star playing with him. It takes a little bit longer to get back to, the MVP mindset, not necessarily mindset, but like the way of doing things. And oh, by the way, he doesn't have Victor Oladipo next to him mm-hmm. and, and really the same construct, right? The team is built 
the whole team was built, not just Russell Westbrook, to have uh, Paul George there with them. And then just the other guys not hitting, right? Like there are a lot of times where we see guys clang three-pointers and there are potentially five or six assists that are just left out there on the court that Russell Westbrook doesn't get credit for. And those are also more points that Russ feels like he has to make up himself shooting crazy shots or, or trying to take the game over. So the whole flow of the team itself hasn't been where it needs to be for Russ to be completely successful in just a couple of game turnaround, not having Paul George alongside him. I'm not ready to panic on him just yet. Yeah. Speaking of panicking, um, is it time for Thunder Nation to panic about this week and the performances we've seen from our players? Uh, what do you think, Steve? No, I don't. I don't think it is. All right, is. done. Yeah, no, I, I don't think <laughs> it is. Like we we had we had the one game, the Denver game, which depending on when you think Paul George got injured during that game. Like, did we have Paul George <laughs> in that one? I don't know. That's a very philosophical question. Yeah. Did, did like, we have Paul, Paul George, George or lowercase Paul George? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then we had yeah. two games in a row without Paul George. Uh, three games in a row against mm-hmm. good teams. Now, I know Philly didn't have Joel Embiid, but I think Philly jo- without Joel Embiid is still a formidable opponent, especially considering how Russ and Schroeder shot from the field in that game, which was awful. And yep. and then we lost again, and then we, you know, messed around against the Grizzlies and, and ended up winning. So, no, I'm, I'm not ready to panic. I, I think it's troubling, but I'm not ready to panic. You might say, um, what would you say to the people that are panicking, Steve? Uh, what did, what did uh, Aaron Rodgers say that one time? It was, calm down. R E L A R E L A X, relax. Steve, that I was. Did they, did they make the playoffs that year? They ran the table, guys. I was oh, trying true. to set up the pump your brakes. Pump your brakes, kid. <laughs> pump your brakes, kid. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was what totally, you were supposed to totally say, failed. Steve. Yeah, I should have. Wow, that's, that's my bad. Jeez. My bad. You failed. Still getting used to having live drops. My bad, man. My bad. Get all right. It's fine. I forgive you. But yeah, I agree with that statement. I mean, it's like we haven't had a superstar for most of the week. So that kind of happens, I guess. It is a little bit concerning at this Memphis game that we barely won. Because um, you would they expect. Told, they, they told me that a W was a W. They do tell me that. And I've crunched the numbers and I think that's correct. But I think it is a bit concerning when you're supposed to be like uh, at least a, a Western Conference final contender, not being able to beat a Memphis team that's just like bottom feeding at this point without your superstar, you know, you should still be able to win those. And we did. So like fair is fair, but we kind of cut it close. So excuse me, I'm burping a lot. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So <laughs> FYI to the listener. <laughs> Burp alert. <laughs> Get ready. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a little bit concerning in that aspect, aspect, but I'm not ready to like claim the sky is falling and, you know, all of that. So 
No, definitely. I mean, look, this is this is a situation where if, if this happens with Paul George, a healthy Paul George, um, and we have this this run of four four out of five games, and yes, you are not panicking, but you are worried, um, especially when you're heading into the playoffs here in about a, you know a month and a half. Uh, but at this point, you know there there have been variables outside of our you know our ability to actually control them um, that led to us probably losing three of the you know four of the last five games so i'm not panicking yet yeah there are there are variables outside our control that have led to those things but i am starting to get a little concerned about the defense and i i mean i know paul george Mm -hmm. is our best defender right and so these last few games i can put those aside but it's it's been a long while since our defense has been good i know we're still somehow maintaining our spot near the top of the defensive rating top standings. three yeah yeah um, i don't know how that's aren't we like third right now still somehow yeah, yeah i don't get that well i mean my assumption with that is that the rest of the league is also stuff you know like just just that just yeah. scoring across the league Every- is going up right. Bi- Bi- billy actually said that after the uh the Sacramento game, he basically said that defense is the thing that you work on the most in training camp. Mm-hmm. And so coming into the season, you see a lot of great defensive numbers, the defensive metrics with teams, especially those teams at the top of the defensive uh, stats. Um, and they say it as, and he said, as the season progresses, the offenses get better. Um, and the defenses, even though it looks like they're getting worse, they're actually playing the same, but the offenses are, you know, have gotten a lot better as the season has progressed. And so that's why the numbers look as they are. That's, you know, that's why even through the stretch where the Thunder have looked bad on defense, like you said, they're still maintaining their same spot because everybody else on offense is getting better. So uh, what's the teams ahead of us? Boston and Milwaukee. Who is it? Probably Utah. No, or, you know, those teams like Milwaukee's that. Milwaukee's number yeah, one. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're still, you know, they're still – they're still there even though teams are scoring more points against them than they did earlier in the season. Yeah, I actually just looked it up. Uh, so it's Indiana and Milwaukee, which is surprising. So with third I'm not, su- I'm not surprised by Eastern Conference teams being at the tops. Yeah, true. So, very true. But we're also tied for third with Utah. So Utah is like right there, yeah. and that's also not surprising. Their that's defense, not surprising. Yeah, their defense is very good. I wouldn't be – Surprised if this defensive effort keeps up that they would pass us and we'd fall to fourth. And then Boston is at five right now, um, but they've been kind of terrible recently, so I'm not surprised they dropped a little bit. I just hope that we're not getting into this mindset of, you know, like we're coasting. Like we don't have that ability yeah. to coast. Nope. And so I hope we're not into look, that mindset. Look, we're not where... even a lock to make the playoffs. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. That's... But we're not. That's a bit worse. Yeah, yeah, that is. So yeah, we we do not have any room to to breathe coming up because we have I think four games in a row on the road, our longest road stretch of the year, and most of those are against very good teams. And we have the hardest schedule, one of the hardest schedules in uh, the league the rest of the season. So we have a lot of work to do moving forward, and we kind of got to pick it up. So. Mm. Um, yeah, not panicking yet. General summary, not panicking yet, but just just uh, keep it, keep uh, your eyes on the prize, um, <laughs> as they say. So, with that uh, said, it's time for us to 
recap the week with our player of the week. And who is it, guys? Nobody. 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 You all Nobody. sucked. Not no. That's the first. Actually, maybe the one. That's the first time the we've done that. Uh, we've done that for a game, I think. We did it for last recap. Yeah. Well, that's fitting. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but <laughs> we gave we we gave the well we gave the no we did give a player the game we didn't give a unit I think and I think our unit was the Spurs unit. Yeah, so. and for the for the uh, the game before that that we had to re-record for uh jerry and i talked for about 15 minutes trying to figure out who player of the game was and landed on jeremy grant but we weren't happy about it it was almost like the recording gods knew that that was wrong yeah, and they yeah. just deleted it from the face of the earth they're like I mean, just, we can't have this get out i mean so i mean we, we've talked about it all week as far as i mean we've talked about it on this podcast as far as how this week has gone and nobody has stepped up. Nobody has kind of said, you know, especially Westbrook. But I mean, even with that, you would think maybe Dennis Schroeder would step up. Uh, maybe Markeith Morris would step up. Somebody like that. Nobody has taken the reins and said, Hey, you know, Paul George is out. Let's go ahead. And, you know, let's, let's win these games. Let's win one of, the, let's win one of these games or two of these games, um, especially in crunch time. And so with that, I, I I actually every week I I thought it was weird whenever you guys mentioned it whenever you guys said it, um, but nobody has really stepped up this week to to push the team forward, especially with Paul George being out. And so, yeah, kind of sucks. It definitely sucked. Um, <laughs> but uh, it sucked. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna sucked. read some. It definitely sucked. I think we can all agree it definitely sucked. Uh, but. I'm going to at least play, or I'm not going to play, I'm going to read some stats. Um, I'm just going to dub some sad music over it because it's really, <laughs> really, really bad. So, is there going to be a, a um, child crying? Is, you guys is there are... going to be a child crying over the field goal percentages? N- no, but I was going to say you guys can start crying if you yeah, want. Was... If you start getting emotional, just let it out. Just let it out. This is a This is a safe space. This is a trust tree, and we can all let out our emotions at how terrible these stats are. So... Without further ado, Uh, here are the stats uh, uh, from this week's uh, Thunder players. Paul George played one game and had 25 points. This sounds like ad ad memoriam music. (laughs) Like somebody died. (laughs) It's sad music. Let me finish. We, we, We knew him so well. We knew him so well. Rest in peace, Paul George. Russell Westbrook. Hold on, I'm going to turn this down. It's really loud. Russell it's Westbrook. supposed to be sad music, not heavy metal. Oh my gosh. He was 25% from three on eight attempts per game. That's actually not bad for him. So that's great. It's not good. Dennis Schroeder, 23.8% from three. Schroeder, 5.3 attempts per game. Shot 30% from oh. the field on 17 attempts. Oh my God. It's not good. Ouch. Steven Adams had 14 points per game 57 percent. That's, that's low okay. for him that's still low but it's all right it's decent terrence ferguson 
do I even want to say I'm this? I'm so out happy loud? the I'm so happy that the music changed right there because it's about to get worse. <laughs> it's about to get really it bad. So much more hopeful. <laughs> it's not. This is gonna come crashing down because he shot 16% from three. Uh, three attempts uh, a game. Uh, Russ, Russell needs to meet him at the gym uh, at midnight again. Felton needs to meet Russell at the gym at midnight. And Felton Sorry. also shot 16%, but that's almost understandable at this point. And uh, finally, uh, Terrence Ferguson shot 42%. It's okay. Abdul Nader, 38%. Paul George shot 29%. I'll tell you game. what, in retrospect, the player of the week should have been Raymond Felton. Hmm, thick boy. <laughs> anyway, that concludes our sad part of the segment. So that was not player the, of yeah, the week was nobody. Player of the week was no, the rim because yet. that that <laughs> got all of our buckets. Man. It just hit the rim. The rim was week. the best defensive player for the Thunder. The rim, the rim was an elite defender against Thunder shots this week. It was really good. Um, yeah, I had to double check and make sure it wasn't a double rim a couple of times. <laughs> it, it was wow. rough. That was, that rough was good. Week. Playground rims. It was good. It was playground rim. Did, have you guys ever played on those uh, like baskets where uh, it's like, uh, I guess it is a double rim, but it like you shoot it and the ball will get like halfway down and it's like, nope, sorry, this is a double rim. You can't make yeah. those shots. Mm-hmm. Those are wor- the worst on the playground. And what's even worse if you out. dunk on them, it bruises your wrist all up because they don't give. Or it hurts your shoulder. <sighs> Did you dunk on those? Ooh. I've, yeah, I've dunked on a few. Double Remember, he said he's six foot four and three oh, yeah, quarters. He, he's six foot four and three quarters. Yeah, how tall are you again? Yeah, six four and three quarters. But you know what's okay. the best though? We had a court near our high school with like with rims that were like nine feet six inches. <laughs> oh, so you were dunking between the legs? Why? And that that was the best. I don't know why, because they were old rims who people had dunked on too often. <laughs> <laughs> move the rim six inches down yeah they were bent or whatever it was the best <laughs> we would go dunk on each other and and like just have one-on-one try to dunk on me battles it was it was the best <laughs> sounds great for a guy who's six four and three quarters to be able to do that yeah it was less good for the people who were shorter than that <laughs> yeah it sucks those people those short people suck man it's a sad <laughs> life for short people <laughs> Well, they yeah. they don't suck, but they don't dunk as good. No, they don't. <laughs> or at all. Sorry to all the short people that just had to hear that. <laughs> I apologize, but we're gonna move on now. Um, as much as we aren't looking forward to these games after the atrocious shooting, we have uh, we do have some games coming up. So we gotta we gotta get ourselves ready with our our forecast segment. And first up, we have a Tuesday game at Minnesota. Steven, what you got for us? Man, you aren't looking forward to these games? I'm like so ready to get over last week. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's just really bad shooting, and I'm worried it's going to continue. Yeah, I'm I'm like, send us to Minnesota, though, man. Like, I And I think I heard on a show on the internet that this is the 
longest road trip of the season for the Thunder that's about to start. I think it's six in a I row. Said that. Uh, we are we're doing three of the three of them in this forecast. This first one at Minnesota on Tuesday. Uh, the Wolves are twenty nine and thirty four. They're currently in eleventh in the Western Conference. They'd probably be in like sixth in the Eastern Conference or something. Uh, yep. They've they've currently lost three games in a row. Um, so. And, and they don't play again before this game happens. So I think we can say that as desperate as an 11th place team can be, they will be that desperate. Carl Anthony Towns averages 23.9 and 12.4, which is kind of crazy. Derek Rose is their leading second scorer, considering that Jimmy Butler isn't on the team anymore who is actually their leading second scorer on the season. Rose averages 18.2, and Anthony Wiggins averages 17.6. And he lit us up in the last time we played them. Was that the last time? I don't know who Anthony Wiggins is, but Andrew I know Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Oh, it's his brother. Um, it's his brother. Played. This is, <laughs> this happened last time. This did. This did. <laughs> <laughs> this exact same thing happened last time we talked about the wolf. I called him Anthony Wiggins and then Anthony Montero, a member of the unit, yeah. <laughs> informed me that his name was actually Andrew. Oh my gosh. So as like, long as Kirk Anthony Towns doesn't uh, kill us. Today. Kirk Anthony Towns. Yeah, well did they have a do they have a Carl Andrew Towns? <laughs> Is that his <laughs> Some mean parents to call one Carl Anthony and one Carl Andrew. It's like get them mixed up all the time. Andrew, Anthony. But yeah, um, we we're actually on uh, one of our neighboring uh, Dash Radio station or podcasts, I guess, the Howl Radio. Uh, We talked with them about this game a little bit, and they mentioned which I had forgot. And when and when you say we, you mean you, right? Like, don't. don't I was trying to be humble, Steve. I was, I was, I was being a a, a representative of the unit. So I, you know, Matt's famous now. Yeah, it's no big deal. (laughs) Anyway, uh, they mentioned the Andrew Wiggins Schroeder um, controversy, which I completely like. Schroeder. Uh, got out of my mind because I just completely forgot about it. And there was like that video that came out of Wiggins saying things that he may not have, he should have probably not said. Um, I totally forgot about that until we brought it up. But that's also something to look at. Just wait, you know, wait, some what individual... happened? He said some. Do you not remember that? Now. He's called him gay during the post game. Yeah, he like he like said something along the lines of like that seemed pretty gay. But he, I can't remember the exact wording, but he ended up trying to Backtrack, like yeah. change. The, yeah, he he said he, he publicly yeah. stated that he said something else, but I forget what the other state like phrase was that sounded like it. And there was this whole thing on Twitter about like, did he say it this way or this way? And it was a whole thing. Mm. But I mean, all, right. all that's left of that now. That was also after the Nerlens Noel freaky concussion uh, oh, situation yeah, that, that happened. Um, uh. Yeah, so. I think Schroeder got a little bit upset about that and uh, a little aggressive towards Wiggins. So who knows if that fire will still be there, but just something to look at aside from uh, the rest of that game. Uh, But moving on to our other road game of the three road games, we got ourselves another game in Portland, a team that we have beaten 
quite well the first two times. So, Alex, what do you got for uh, us? This is actually our, our fourth matchup against them this, against us this year. Uh, we're actually yeah. three. Uh, we have right. clinched that tiebreaker, which is very important mm-hmm. because in the standings mm-hmm. they are actually tied with us. They're actually thirty nine and twenty four, just like we are. Um, mm-hmm. So that yep. game. So the previous time we played them, that game was very important for us to get that tiebreaker. Um, I believe this game is very important for us also to kind of keep pace with them and to, and to stay ahead of them in the standings because even though we own the tiebreaker, if they finish a game ahead of us, they're still a, a game ahead of us. They're uh, you know they're ahead of us in the in the standings, and so um, Portland's going to come into this game very motivated. Um, number one, we've beat them all three times that we played. And number two, they're right there with us, and so if they're able to leapfrog us a game ahead. Um, it kind of helps them out. So, and they did. They did finish with the third seed last season. So they're they're <laughs> fully capable of doing this. Um, we know Portland. Mm-hmm. We know it's the two headed monster in the backcourt of uh, Lillard and uh, C.J. McCollum, and then you also have Nurkic, which always gives Stephen Adams issues. Um, so hopefully, you know, we haven't really mentioned about Paul George coming back, but hopefully he does come back for this slate of games. And actually helps us yeah. out, but yeah. So, and this will be the first game of a back-to-back, um, which leads us into the next game. Yeah. So back-to-back in uh, Portland, and then moving on to the Clippers game on Friday. So, Maddie, what you got for us? Yeah. So we don't know if the Clippers are actually making a push towards uh, playoff contention. Yeah. Uh, they seem like the best-suited team in Los Angeles to do so <laughs> right now, surprisingly. But um, nice. They, uh, yeah, so we don't really know if they're going all, all in or all out. Uh, they, their leading scorer is Tobias Harris on the season. Their leading rebounder is Tobias Harris on the season. <laughs> um, guess what? Tobias Harris no longer plays for the Los Angeles Clippers, right? Yikes. So, um, yeah. Additionally, for this game, they play on Monday night against the aforementioned Lakers team and then they don't play again until friday so they really have three full nights of rest with no game and really you could count it four nights because the lakers aren't so hot these days so um the thunder are up two games to one in the series this will be the last game they play they won both games at home and lost the one on the road so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the thunder there uh, Danilo Gallinari has scored 26, 27, and 28 points against the Thunder in the previous three games. So uh, that's the guy really for the Thunder to lock down. And yeah, we'll see what happens next Friday. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's a tough, tough road ahead. But with that said, uh, we're going to wrap up today's uh, pot. Uh, oof, I almost said a word I shouldn't say. Episode <laughs> of uh, oh, Topic P Thunder. Uh, you can find us on. Yes, the P word. You can find us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Uh, and you can find us on Dash Radio at Nothing But Net uh, Station, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, on you can Monday. See our articles on Monday. Thank you. Forgot to say that, which is going to be in a couple days from when we're recording. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, you can find our articles on Now That's Thunder Basketball.com. And you can find all of our podcasts, game recaps, and weeklies on iTunes and any uh, podcasting platform that you use. We don't judge if you use something else than iTunes. Uh, we're, we're open to everything here. So thank you all for listening tonight. Uh, on behalf of 
myself, Matt Tierney, uh, at Prime Neurons on behalf of Maddie Moles, at Maddie Moles Pod on behalf of Alex Roig, at Alex Roig DT, and on behalf oh, of Steven no. Dolan, at Steve Thunderfan. Did yeah, I get that right? Alex, Alex? Roig underscore and TTB. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know where I got the DT from. <laughs> Thank you for correcting it. Uh, so on behalf of all of us, uh, we just want to say thunder, thunder up. up. Thunder up. That's yeah, I guess. On stand, stand you're six carpet, three, six four and three quarters. Jeez, you're so tall. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm. So you, you just be glad Humble I'm not brag. rounding up to six five. That's my. I'm being honorable. But to be honest, if you say if you say six four and three quarters, that sounds taller than six five, just because you threw in the longer like <laughs> measurement. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more. It's like more words, so it sounds taller. <laughs> so you're just uh, five, like eight. Like mm. regular yeah dude you oh, gotta man, get that huge kid man let me sign let me sign yeah, yeah, get your kids in basketball months. immediately <laughs> i'm gonna start recruiting them Wait, he's been recording for a minute and 23 seconds yeah because i want to get some b-roll oh, you got all that. <laughs> <laughs> we've been had gotcha there gotcha go. that's the b-roll right there hey we only have to do we we only have to do the legal thing if it's Skype. We're on Zencast. Yeah, please right don't now. put that on there. <laughs> I'm putting it on I don't there. I know baby. who listens to this and who doesn't. I'm just. I'm. I'll cut that like a little thing out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.